Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, the movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning, this podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. What is happening, world? Land of Fivers, my fantastic cohorts, Mia and Jay. Hello. How are you guys? I I'm doing very good, and I don't want to speak for Mia, but I think Mia may be tired. I'm exhausted. Why? Why, <laughs> Mia? What in the world could have kept you up so late into the evening? I started watching the Snyder Cut at 11 p.m. last night. Oh, oh my god! My what rookie mistake? What? Okay, let Rookie me ask though. Mistake. I knew. Okay, you told us before that you did that because we were recording today about yeah, Snyderverse. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Did you know when you started it at eleven? You're like, this is four hours. I did. Oh. oh. And oh. all Burn. the things that I wanted to see were at the end of the movie. We, the we'll talk about it, movie. but I. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, interesting. Wow. So many opinions. Wow. First, let me start off by saying, before we dive into the episode proper, this, as a cinephile and film fan and comic book lover of yore, is a day that I genuinely never thought could or would happen, right? As, as any sort of fan knows, when something is released, that is the end of it. Uh, unless you were Ridley Scott and you spend the next 30 years tweaking Blade Runner, um, it will never again see the light of day as something different. Well, and like the closest we ever got, I think, was Star Wars, maybe. Because George maybe. Lucas is like, hey, guys, I'm going to re-release Star Wars, but I'm going to take all the guns away and Greedo shoots first. And <laughs> Jabba, like I, I, that happened. It's the closest we got, but it didn't change the, the movie. movie. It, like, this yeah. would be like if all of a sudden they're like, hey, by the way, Jordorowski's Dune was finished and we found it and we're going to release it on a massive public scale. It's like, right. Wait, pardon? Like, that was a mythic movie. Like, that doesn't right. exist. And it's like, well, actually, <laughs> we, and we'll, we gave, and we, we, you know, you know what? Let me say I will we'll dive into this hard, but I'm not a hundred percent sure that the Snyder cut exists either. Ooh. For, and foreshadowing. On, <laughs> on that note, I think we should high five. Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. Uh guys. I know, I know I left us on a massive cliffhanger, uh, and so does this movie, but I will say, I will say I have reasoning for why I said I'm not a hundred percent sure the Snyder Cut exists. 
And here, here we go. I just want to dive right into oh, this. Man. This is something, this is something I have been waiting to discuss with you guys. Since guys, since guys, we did podcast our, listeners, we're like five minutes in and we're diving into the meat. This is rare. Like right, right into it. Uh, because back, back when we did our Project Nerd DC roundtable, uh, yep. I had expressed my excitement for this movie. And I remember the, the rest of the panel was like very hesitant and was like, oh, I don't know. We'll have to see. Like, I'm not sold. BVS wasn't awesome. And I was like, what? BVS was not awesome, but it was pretty good. If you watch the <laughs> ultimate cut. Uh, and I had high hopes for this. Now, when I said that I'm not sure the Snyder Cut exists, here's my reasoning. The logic and the story that we were told by Zack Snyder was that he had a semi-finished cut of uh, Justice League sitting on his laptop. No it, Special effects hadn't been finished, but roughly right. the, the cut was there. What I watched, I do not believe him that the cut was there. <laughs> so you, I, you think, well, okay. I think Go. he spent the last five years in between the release of Justice League and this having a George Lucas moment where he was like, oh, wait a minute. I have five years I've I have five years of listening to the fandom between then and now to go back and like correct anything that I think may the fans may not have dug. So I'm not a hundred percent sure that what we got is a ridge is is the same thing that existed five years ago. Like I I don't so, believe it. So let me uh, and not to put words in your mouth, but sure you're not like making any sort of statement on the quality of what you saw yet. No. You're basically no. saying that what you saw is not what Zack Snyder had in mind five years ago. He has been tweaking it for five years to make it this. And then when HBO was like, hey, here's $5 million and get all the actors back for reshoots, he was like, light bulb. Wait, yeah. the only correction I have to make you there is when Warner Brothers said $70 million, yeah. $70 million. Let's talk about That's that. That's more than like most movies. That's what I was about to say. $70 million does not say finish visual effects for me. $70 million says maybe do some reshoots, change some scenes, go back in. Maybe add some visual effects to make scenes scenes seem different. Like that that screams massive film overhaul. Now, to be fair, it was a massive film overhaul, right? Like it was. I think they've said now that eighty percent of what you see in the Snyder Cut was not in the original yeah. Justice League, right? And there were some key scenes, and we can like dive into those. Mm -hmm. But like. I guess the stance that I want to make right at the top is, and I don't know that he's been tweaking it over the past five years, sure. but I think he has now five years worth of knowledge and fan reaction to the original cut of justice league mm -hmm. um, to then tailor his cut yeah. to try and appease as many fans as possible. Does that make sense? That's yeah, what that, I absolutely that makes I did not watch it or even when watching it think of that. But Q, you, I think you are on to something. Now I'm curious, Mia. You have you watched this most recent from all of us. But what I don't know specifically is when was the last time, or had you seen 
when was the last time you'd seen the Whedon Justice League movie to compare it to this? Or had you seen that version? I did see it. I did see it. It was very unmemorable. So, Oh, yes. When I came into this one, the key scenes that happened in Snyder Cut, mm-hmm. I remembered. In, okay. But I only remembered them like after they after I watched them in the Snyder Cut. Right. So it's just... I. <laughs> I, I could yeah. have watched it beforehand and they would have ended up being two entirely different movies either way can we can uh, we all universally that. agree that um from now on the weed and cut should be called hashtag justice weed <laughs> yes <laughs> i please justice weed okay yes hashtag would- justice weed <laughs> <laughs> With a W, in case you Thank can't you. hear. Um, I, I personally, that joke was fantastic, Q. But Thank I you. personally, from here on out, would just like to have like the Justice League. Josh Wheaton's Justice League just doesn't exist. Oh, I would it. be perfectly fine with just like Justice. Like, I don't have a pun for it, but just like take that fucking movie away. I, yeah, I, or or just him as a person. Just. Just like Lost Joss. So Joss just like lost. hashtag Whedon doesn't Whedon exist. Doesn't exist. <laughs> lost Joss. Get him out of there. Um, so can I ask too, to piggyback on Jay's question to Mia. Mia, mm-hmm. had you watched the whole of the Snyderverse like leading up to this? I know he asked specifically about your experience with the justice league but had you had watched like man of steel and bvs batman v superman i watched that Um, i didn't watch the the uh extended or ultimate cut of bvs but i did watch i remember them i do remember and i i think it's important before we dive into our actual like opinions of this movie i think we should take a temperature really quickly of where you stand on the previous two movies that come before this. Because I'm curious to see if your temperature remains the same or if your temperature changes. So, Mia, on Superman, Man of Steel, and Uh Batman v Superman, not the extended Ultimate Cut, where do you fall on Zack Snyder's uh, verse up to that DC universe up to that point? I hate Superman as a character. I was raised on DC and have hated Superman for the longest time. I think he's boring. I think he's a Ken doll. He's a poster boy. Yeah. Yeah. Batman Batman for life. Yeah. Batman's my dude. Um, But Man of Steel was the first time that I was like, he's got emotions. Oh my God. There's death. What is happening? It wasn't even it wasn't even like for most of the women who may have watched it it wasn't even an attract like Henry Cavill's obviously an attractive person yeah. you want to pick a tra- like attractive men in the in movies that seem like they're for men so the women will want to come watch I get that I get the science all I mean it stuff. it worked for me he was handsome He's very handsome but yeah. I I was I watched it and I was like I fucking care about Superman <laughs> Wow. Okay. And yeah. It was a problem. Right. It was a problem. Yeah. I was going through a whole emotional conundrum. You're like every everything I know is wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Batman right. versus Superman. I 
have total um, indifference towards. Okay. So much like the original Whedon Justice League or Justice Weed, uh, that you you are just kind of like, eh, it's forgettable. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't care. Doesn't yeah. Matter. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so and, that. Uh, sorry. Just want to insert. No, it's okay. Batman here. Um, I was all out on Batfleck. All like out. out as in yeah. like not into it or all out like I'm so into, this. into it. So fucking not about it. So oh. not about <laughs> it. Um, and just because it doesn't help my case and to give you guys some ammo to make fun of me, Val Kilmer was my favorite because he was the first one. He was the one I grew up with. He was like, he was my first ba- I'm I was going to say your first Batman. He was. He I was, was like, <laughs> I was so, like, if we want to talk first Batman, we're talking Adam West, baby. Well, of course. 1966. Yeah, he was my first. But even forgivably, you could have said Michael Keaton. Um, for that would have been forgivable. I'm sure. I'm sure. So you guys have ammo to make fun of me, and I totally understand. It's literally right. just a nostalgia thing. And I was all. I didn't hate. Like, and it I actually, did not hate Val Kilmer as as Batman. I, I'll be like, he's not my least favorite. I think it was the movies favorite. as a whole, right? I think the. I mean, I, I there. I have my issues with the Schumacher Batmans, and Q and you and I have talked about the, this in the past. But like Val Kilmer, I was okay with. I still think the Clooney one uh, is the harshest, the toughest that to was watch, the worst. That was tough sure. to watch, and, and Clooney, I just don't think nails it. But. But uh, I I I was different on Batfleck. I was okay with Batfleck. I I mean I I don't love it. I would really really love and I Q you and I've talked about this like an old man Batman type story with Batfleck. A little oh, sure. I know. And I I, I really love him in the Snyder cut. Yeah, and I agree with that. I think. <sighs> It's so tough because Q, I want, I, I'll get to, I'm going to answer your question first. Now yeah. I follow me along the same lines as you is mm-hmm. I remember seeing man of steel and when it came out, I had my issues with it, but my issues were all like Zack Snyder issues. It's like okay. the, the color scheme is really off and mm. it's all Snydery with like the actiony stuff. And there's like, but I liked it. I was like, this is the first probably Superman movie that I'm really digging Mm-hmm. Outside of this, the nostalgia for some of the Christopher Reeves ones. Sure. Batman v Superman at Q, you know my I do not like it. I think sure. it is, I think it is a slog. I think it's rough to get through. I think there are seeds of good things in there, but it a hundred percent leans too much into what Snyder is bad at doing in movie mm. everything is way too dark everything is trying to be over the top whatever it is either yeah. angry or scary or antagonistic or emotional or martha like or is over everything is can overdone I, can but, i clarify are you talking about have you seen the the ultimate cut i i uh i fell asleep through it okay so not all, right. all of it okay all right, I just want clarification before yeah. I roll in and start talking about my stuff when you're done. Yeah. I want to just make I, sure neither one of you have like really fully watched the ultimate cut. No. I did okay. I did watch it and intend to finish it, but I fell asleep okay. and so I would not finish it. All right, fair enough. Um, I just think it's fair to our listeners to know what we're judging here. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I'm judging the one that was released. Um, which yeah. again, 
to Snyder's credit, may not be his fault. Sure. Having watched Snyder's Justice League, I appreciate more of the things he was doing in Batman v Superman, although I'm not necessarily 100% sure they all worked. But again, I don't know how much of that's Snyder and how much of that's Warner Brothers. Right. I, after watching this one, we can talk more about it, but some of the things that like could have been or some of the things that he is on record as saying, well, I put this in this movie because I wanted this to happen in, you know, after this Justice League movie, all of the like could have beens are really cool. They're yeah. so cool. And Zack Snyder, and again, it falls back into Snyder for me, is a lot of Snyder is, man, that's really cool, man. And it just he just doesn't execute it right. All right. And, so and I, that, you know, I know I'm not going to put it all on his shoulders, but that's usually what ends up happening with Snyder for me. I, I think that's totally fair. So, all right, here we go. Let's dive in to what I thought of those previous movies. Um, Superman... Mia, I 100% agree with you. I am not a super fan, if you will. I didn't enjoy, uh, like, I understood the whole Christopher Reeve Superman movies. He's fine. I just don't dig Superman as a character. It often leaves me feeling, like, super bland. Like, where mm. do you go from uh. here? He's super he's overpowered you know what i mean yeah. so there's a lot of times it's like what's the fun in watching like he's essentially invincible who cares yeah well you have to have somebody like zod that's like right i'm equal to you or better Ex exactly and, and you can't like every story can't be like guess what another alien and you're like okay cool i guess now i will say that um where I diverge from either of you guys' opinions, Jay, I will say that I love Zack Snyder's visual aesthetic for both, yeah. for all three, Superman, BBS, Zack Snyder's Justice League. No. I will say that I love the dark color tones. I think for DC, and you and I have talked about this before, Mia, we haven't talked about this yet, mm -hmm. but we can right now. I think for DC to exist as a viable franchise, they need to essentially do the opposite of what Marvel yeah. is doing instead of what they're that. trying to do, which is ape what Marvel is doing. Because mm -hmm. otherwise you just end up feeling like watered down lesser than versions of instead right. of this is something tonally and visually very different from what you're getting there. One of the things when I was watching this movie, uh, because prior to Haley hadn't seen Batman V Superman. So we watched Batman V Superman because spoiler alert, it ties directly into yeah. this movie yeah. and it, and Batman V Superman ties directly into uh, man of steel. So they, they are, tr it is a trilogy in the like yeah. truest sense. Like they mm -hmm. really tie back to back, but we had watched that movie and, and a, one observation that Haley made, and I totally agree with in Batman V Superman was she was like, this is essentially like Marvel for adults. Like this <laughs> is, she was like, what they're doing here is they're making like grown up feeling like gritty, grimy, dirty level comic book movies. And she was like, and that's fun because this is different than what I'm getting at Marvel. Marvel's yeah. very sanitized, very Disney, very, you know what I mean? Like it fits in their wheelhouse. 
this feels darker. And she's like, I kind of wish all of the DC movies were like this. She was like, and I was like, I agree. Like, I feel like that's how you make this kind of thing work. And I think the best example, and this is off topic, but I'll quickly, you know, rebound back into my thoughts on Man of Steel and BVS. The perfect example, I think, was a movie that like weirdly the public dug, but then died out really quickly. So I don't know how much of that was actually true. But Aquaman is a perfect example of them taking what Zack Snyder started and now we've seen in Justice League is a much different character. Like he's much more aggressive and angry and kind of an asshole. And then they turned that into like the James Wan Aquaman movie is much more Marvel. Like it's much more like, hey, hey, I'm a jokey, cool Aqua dude. You know, the eye color was happier. (laughs) <laughs> but we even made fun of that Q when we were talking Aquaman because it was just Jason Momoa on set. It was just exactly. like he was wearing whatever he was wearing. Right. Like he wasn't acting like a character in a universe that had purpose and resilience. They and were like, it was just like is- Jason Momoa. You, people like you, Jason Momoa. You know what? This is a You're this Aquaman is going to be now. a a weird. <laughs> It's going to be a weird, a uh, uh, weird uh, m- reference, but you guys remember that movie, the Jean Claude Van Damme, uh, uh, Dennis Rodman movie, Double Team. Yes, Double Team. It, yeah, it was like that because like Dennis Rodman was not a character. It's just like He's yeah, just you're a Dennis drug Rodman. runner or whatever, but you're just being Dennis Rodman. And even the jokes in the movie were like, "That's like a five pointer basketball shot." It's like you're a drug runner. Not a basketball player <laughs> Not a in basketball. this movie. It's exactly. a lot like that. Aquaman is a lot like that with Jason Momoa. So I, like you, I am with you on like, I agree that the, the tonal, I agree 100% on all of that. Okay. My only so I, difference from okay. you is like, I just don't think Zack Snyder executes it the right way. He's better as a cinematographer and a planner sure. and a strategist than a director. Sure. And I, it and just, I, he hasn't proven me wrong on that, I don't think. I f- and I feel like that everybody's entitled to their opinion, and I am not a Snyder <laughs> ap- apologist by any means, right? Like, I don't. Sure, no. For me, like the person doesn't care. It's or it doesn't matter. It's more of like, what did I see? Did I right. enjoy what I see? And what are my thoughts on what I see? So with Man of Steel, there were a couple things that stuck out that I really dug. That Mia, like you, made me go, A, I really care about Superman now, and yep. B. I like what I'm seeing. A couple of those were there's one scene at the very beginning of the movie when Clark is a kid and he is sitting in class and suddenly he starts to be able to see through everyone Um, and he freaks out and like panics and Mm -hmm. then he starts to hear everything and hear everyone's thoughts. Yeah. And he runs and hides in a closet that made superman human to me yeah Yeah. suddenly he's a real person because in my mind what would i do if suddenly unexpectedly Mm -hmm. i was able to see through people and i could hear everyone's thoughts i would get overwhelmed especially as a kid so yeah just the 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 perfect intro is they like humanized him right away because for the the rest of the movie he's going to be very non-human and very mm-hmm. unrelatable. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's one thing that Snyder did get right. As much as people want to like bash story, his storytelling ability, I will say that that was a like key component that I'm glad because otherwise I'm not going to be yeah. able to connect with the Superman character. If he's I just I like, also, 
I also think that in that same scene or in those same scenes, casting and the performance by um, the the dad, Kevin Costner, oh, kills yeah. it. Like sure, that absolutely. really, really helps, I think. Right. And they, he also did something different in that movie as well, um, which I thought is important change to the kind of the Superman mythos. No longer is his dad, uh, Jonathan Kent, preaching to him about you need to be the world's hero. He is telling an opposite story, which is you need to hide. People will hate you like you will have enemies like and that was a total departure from the comic books. Comic books, you know, it was very Uncle Ben. It was like with great responsibility or great power comes great responsibility. You were put here Um, for a purpose, Clark. There's a reason you were sent to us. Clark. And instead he's yeah. like, no, like you have to hide. Don't ever let anyone see your powers and abilities. Like don't, Until don't do this. And I, ready. and I liked that too, because in my head, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that makes more sense. If this is my kid, I'm not going to be like, go put yourself in danger by letting everyone know you're a superhero. Oh, no. I'm going to be like, you have yeah. to hide. Like I want to keep you <laughs> safe, but they're going to try to dissect you if they find yeah. you. You know what That's I mean? Listen, like, I we, think of too. They're going to do science experiments on you, my child. No, Clark. We have got to Alex Mack the shit out of this. No one can know wear a hat all the time, and if anyone even thinks about it, just zip away and pretend it didn't happen. Oh my god, Alex yeah, Mack. exactly. But I will say, uh, where that movie the biggest fan divergence in man of steel. And I feel it's important to kind of talk to these movies beforehand. We, before we dive into Snyder, because I think these movies, your understanding and appreciation of these movies directly affect how much you understand or appreciate the Mm -hmm. Snyder cut verse or the Snyder verse cut. Um, But I will say that one thing that the audience diverged on and I enjoyed is it's pretty much unanimous that people were kind of outraged at the ending of of Man of Steel. They didn't yeah. like the fact that Superman straight up murders Zod. They didn't like the fact that there was like wanton devastation or wanton devastation mm-hmm. um, throughout Metropolis, like th- thousands upon thousands of lives lost yeah. during this battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I liked it. I. I really enjoyed it because once again, it put Superman in a tough position. And I liked that question of like Zod basically being like, I'm going to kill this lady and her kid with my laser vision unless you stop me. Yeah. Either that or like that's those are your options. Like either let her die or stop me. And the only way that you're going to stop me is by fucking killing me. You know what I mean? That felt very go ahead sorry sorry. no i was just gonna say like in terms of colors marvel is red and gold and dc is blue and black and that that also comes across in in stuff like that where it's like yeah you're gonna feel this you're gonna feel the sorrow you're gonna feel the darkness and i'm not gonna give you any other choice you're gonna the audience is gonna feel it you as a character is gonna feel it and it felt very to, to take it to one of my favorite characters, it felt very Joker Batman. That's me. what I was going to say. It, yeah. It felt very like the only way that you're mm-hmm. going to end this is by me forcing you to do, to do the, the one thing, thing that you don't want to do. Yeah. And by doing so, I win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like either way, I win. I win yeah. if you let these people die and I win if you break your own personal rules. Yeah. yeah. Um, it felt very that 
And maybe that's well, and why I, I loved it so much because I love Batman and I love <laughs> that kind of storytelling. Well, I, I want to piggyback on that because it does, I think, segue into the things that I have now come to appreciate more about what he was trying to do because in the I when that movie came out, you know, obviously people were outraged. I was on your side with this cue. I did not care about that. And I was like, wow, that was like a morally tough choice. And he was put in a position that had to complete an arc and he had to either blah, blah, blah. Like it made sense. And I am not a Superman apologist or purist. So it was kind of like, I don't care if he breaks that rule in this instance. I get it. I get why. But that like either kill me or break your rule choice that he is given is then repeated a handful of times throughout the trilogy, which I think is interesting because then Zack Snyder was like, well, okay, you either kill me or break your rule. And then Batman in the second movie was basically like, I have to kill him to save the world. But Batman at being the world's greatest detective tries like figures out a way around it essentially. And then Superman is given the choice, you know, sacrifice myself to kill, um, uh, Oh, Jesus. Doomsday. Thank yeah. you, Doomsday. And so, like, there's all of these choices that, that people are given that seem to be black and white, but throughout the course of the trilogy, and we can talk about Justice League, like, those choices, again, backed into a corner, black and white choices, I think that theme is repeated a lot. And I agree. And actually, that takes me right into BVS. So BVS, yeah. I think the definitive cut to watch, I watched... Batman v Superman opening day in the theater. I left feeling somewhat satisfied, but mostly just kind of like, meh. Like I remember because like, that's what you and I talked to. We were at a, a Mexican restaurant and we talked about that for like an hour. Yep. And I just felt kind of meh, which sucked because that was like the team up I had been waiting for or the, yeah. the versus the fight. I will say like without question, the ultimate cut of Batman v Superman makes from a story standpoint so much more sense mm -hmm. than and it, it raises the stakes it changes characters um uh motives mot motivation exactly it, if it changes the story enough to be like oh okay actually now some of these things that kind of felt like they were out of left field now they make sense Okay, well, Q, I'm going to give you the stand. You have a, f a high five minutes to okay. explain to <laughs> me and Mia and our listeners. The Martha moment? The, well, no, no, not the Martha moment. Well, I mean, if that's involved, then yeah, the Martha <laughs> yes. moment. But like the the major differences, like what makes it a I don't know that I can, I don't, I don't know that I could explain the major differences. I don't have like a, I just know thematically I understood the movie more Okay. Afterward. So it's like um, little of, bits here and there. Yeah, one of the big things uh -huh. I will say is, um, like the low, like the lowest character. Mm. Um, one of the big, one of the big differences is, um, you get an opening scene where she's actually on the ground in some, you know, it's kind of like Afghanistan type mm -hmm. country, and you get introduced to Jimmy Olsen. Um, Damn. Yeah, he gets killed immediately uh, because he realizes Jimmy Olsen's a CIA operative. But one of the things that that scene does that it doesn't do in the main movie, so that's the one I can call it the most in the original cut, 
is you understand that the entire reason that all of this happened the way that it happened. So Lois gets captured by these insurgents. Mm -hmm. Superman flies in. You have this black ops team that comes in after Superman leaves and like murders this village and then burns all right. the bodies. They're setting up Superman. So you realize that way at the beginning that Superman is being set up by some shadowy entity. You don't know who. Well, throughout the course of the movie, it makes Lex Luthor's motivations more clear. You mm. understand that Lex Luthor has hired this private Blackwater type team to go in. Set, he's orchestrated this whole thing. Like he has pulled the strings. He got Lois there. He captured her because he knew that that was the only way definitively he could get Superman to come there. Superman came there. Um, then it moves into hit phase two of his plan, which is which is the court stuff with Scoot, right? Get the okay. world to turn on Superman, right? Like that's the only way. And so it made and and it, oh maybe that's it. Maybe that's maybe that's the biggest difference. The biggest difference is it actually makes Lex Luthor into a formidable villain instead of just yeah. a crazy person who seems to be like like it makes him seem much more intelligent. Mm -hmm. So like he sets up the whole Scoot McNary thing, mm -hmm. um, essentially making the Superman a like flat out like enemy terrorist, of the state, right? Yeah. Like he like he can't be trusted. Now, he also has an issue because Batman is like the only other like known superhero who's actually fighting crime. To be fair, Lex Luthor knows that there's other metahumans out there, but his goal is to be the most powerful. He has like that traditional villain mentality of like, I want to rule the world, essentially. And yeah, the only yeah, but... way to do it is to get rid of these people who could stop me. But I can't do that because I am just a normal puny human. I'm Jesse so instead, Eisenberg. Instead, I need to I need to get them to kill each other. Like that's the only see, way that this is gonna work. See that? See the way again, god damn it. On paper, that sounds <laughs> awesome. And and I will go back and watch the ultimate cut yeah. to to help. Because if those are the acts of that movie, is get the U.S. to turn on Superman, get the world to turn on Superman, while all the time getting Batman to kill Superman in Act 3, that's a good movie. That's a good way to bring these characters together. And that makes a lot of sense. But it also would allow Jesse Eisenberg to be his kind of wacky, silly, zany, corporate son of a billionaire. But then on the side be very conniving and acting formidable, which he doesn't do in the movie sure. or in the cut that I saw Jesse Eisenberg does not act any way, but silly. So it makes uh, him seem like zany and zany will, and maniacal as opposed to the super genius that he, I think at the end, at the end, he does. He has I mean, this yeah. moment where he, at the end of BVS. So that, Okay. First off, let me preface by saying none of what I just stated came from anywhere other than watching the movie. So the argument of it's good on paper isn't valid here because I didn't sure. get it from paper. I got it from the movie. You know what I mean? OK. And that sure. to me is the note of a successful yeah. movie. Like if I was able to gleam all that information just from watching the movie, 
than success. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Well, like, yes, and I, I okay for yes. Uh, so not on paper, on on words, hearing, then right. I will go back and watch. So so I I gleamed that that's how the story worked. Haley gleamed that that's how the story worked. At the end, the, uh, his final move is to capture both Ma Kent and Lois Lane and or excuse me Martha Kent Martha uh Martha. Martha Kent and Lois Lane and essentially he knows that Superman can't save both so once again another Batman <laughs> move Man. like another yeah. this is the dark knight move this is yep. with Harvey Dent and uh Rachel Dawson mm-hmm. yeah you can only save one um he saves Lois Lane, but in the process realizes that actually Lex has his mom and he goes to stop Batman. Once again, this story made so much more sense now. Now I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Like that's so he goes to fight Batman. Batman is preparing to kill him because Batman sees him as a threat to the world. Like you, what you can't control can kill you yeah. essentially well like, and, we and it's because him, of what was set up in the previous because of the disaster of the previous movie so if yep. that hadn't happened like if it had been whitewashed and it hadn't been a natural disaster type event and that's then how batman would not have had the motivation to feel and that's how right batman v superman the ultimate cut starts i don't know if the original mm-hmm. started that way but it does it starts with, with running bruce wayne running through mm-hmm. metropolis as it's being destroyed yeah. Saving Scoop McNary, who mm-hmm. has his legs all crushed under a building. Right. Um, so he is witnessing firsthand the destructive power, if you will, of of Superman. So anyway, his impetus, it's, it's the same impetus, it's the same motivation from the comic books. Superman or Batman has always just been nervous because Superman is a threat. Maybe not. He's like a ticking time bomb. And yeah. so... Batman devises a way Lex Luthor, even in this movie, Lex Luthor is so like involved in everything. He finds kryptonite, not because he's going to actually make him a weapon with it because he knows Batman is going to steal it. He, he essentially like gives the tools to Batman to be able to kill Superman. And, and that moment while silly the, the Martha moment, we'll talk about it. The Martha <laughs> moment, while silly, in the context of the ultimate cut, feels a little, not a lot, but a little more earned. Like, it actually feels a little bit more like Batman. That was the moment that Batman realized that Superman was a human. Like, right, he had a mom he's that not he a cared human. about. Right. And that is the only thing that Batman understands is having people that you care about and losing them. Cause the Batman's history is full of that shit. You have mm-hmm. it with, you know, Robin, you have it with his parents. Obviously. Well, they even set it up in this movie with Robin right. and oh, his parents sure. because they do the flashbacks again. I, I mean, yep. I, I would th- I think unnecessarily, but in the movie necessarily to establish the, the rhythm of loss, I assume, I guess. So essentially the, um, the character arc that happens for Batman is the character arc that happened for me watching man of steel, right? Mm. Zack Snyder figured out a way to humanize Superman. 
and Batman is going on that same journey in Batman v Superman. He figured out a way to like go, oh, I would be freaked out if that happened. Oh, I have a mom. Oh, you have a mom. Oh, hey, you're actually not a god. You're a person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Is it perfect? No. Is it way more logical made by the ultimate cut? Yes. Do I feel like there probably could have been better tweaks? Of course. But ultimately, good movie. That so that leads us, us to Justice into League our, because then, our main conversation. All right, so that leads us because then, as we just talked about, okay, as Q U expertly and uh, apparently Zack Snyder in his Ultimate Cut expertly laid out, Batman's now motivation in Justice League is to rectify the mistake that he was tricked into making by Lex Luthor, which is to which was essentially to create a way to kill Superman that was used against him. Yeah, so he's trying to rectify, like, because there's a lot of the Justice League uh, that is him basically saying, we have to do this. I have to, like, I made a mistake, and we Mm -hmm. need him, and I have to make that mistake right. Yeah, I mean, for sure, and that motivation makes sense, because that's Batman in a nutshell. Like, he he genuinely, he's the most brooding, guilt-ridden, (laughs) turmoil superhero that's ever existed you know what i mean he's like oh my parents i need to avenge that oh robin i need to avenge him like it's (laughs) he is all all about being an avenger (laughs) hashtag batvenger so Uh, i will say so i know i have kind of been lukewarm so far on the, the snyder stuff so let me start with my opinion on the justice league uh recut snyderverse while long and i could come up with a handful of things where i think it could have been edited down maybe sure in every way this movie is miles superior to just weed's uh, justice weed like miles better it made me appreciate batman v superman and uh, and Man of Steel more. And I found, and to me, his point earlier, while the second half I thought was way, way better. Um, man, I dug, I dug the, I dug Zack Snyder's Justice League. I dug it quite a bit. I'll tell you what I didn't dig. Dig. The music. The music. Oh my <laughs> God, really? The music. I, they drove I me love insane. it. It took me I out. Love the... It took me out. <laughs> Some elements, yes, I will agree in some elements, but there were moments when they used the scores from the previous heroes, when they integrate like the mm-hmm. the theatrical scores, I, I was all, I was that, big into that. that. Was I, I, I thought a lot of it was, again, overdone, but I, again, it was Snyder, so it's fine, it's big, but I love the, the, the touches of nostalgia and the way they, they wove the music together. But it could have been, I think, edited maybe in the background a little bit more. I feel like there was a there was a song specifically that they used for Wonder Woman. And it wasn't her theme song. It was like this. Because I always have closed captions on when I'm when I'm by myself. It it described itself as like melancholy music. And I'm like, (laughs) what do you do? Why are you you playing melancholy music for her when she's in a fight scene? What are you doing? I don't want people crying <laughs> in the background in the song. Yeah. I want I want her song in the All right, and to yes. be fair, I will <laughs> argue that 
her song was used a lot. Like all of their themes, all of their themes were used a lot. Yes. Yeah. I think I think what Zack Snyder was trying to do, mm-hmm. and I get it, is he really likes to juxtapose things, right? Like he really mm-hmm. likes to have like, let's have this. I mean, I couldn't point out a better example than the Barry Allen Iris West save. Let's have yeah. this really amped up high like action hardcore scene and let's punctuate it with this really slow dramatic ballad and those i fucking love it you hate it i think it's just (laughs) i think it's just it that's just a matter of opinion though i think because i think Mm -hmm. ultimately it's just however you connect that i like juxtaposing things i really like when something it felt weird at first but the more i watched it i was like yeah this feels cool because it's again it, it is it, it was it was kind of like a quicksilver moment or the good quicksilver moments uh you know when he's like running around in the water uh in the x-men not is it first class when he's in yes yeah, yes when he's in the booth, kitchen or whatever. and he's like poking poking things around like this when you have him like grabbing the hot dog like in the frame from the comics and like mm-hmm. putting right. it in his pocket because he's always hungry like it's a good character moment I, I dig juxtapositions like that personally as well. I yeah, I uh, I, I like in I think the one you and mentioned I think I like. he chose I think he chose songs that were unexpected too because the immediate comparison would have been oh this is exactly like that scene from of right. Quicksilver from the X Men movies because um, I can't think of his name Brian Singer. Oh yeah. Chose songs that were more on the nose. Time in yeah. a bottle. You know what I mean? Things that had to do with like time. And this was more of just like kind of a love ballad because he in this moment is like weirdly falling in love with Iris West. That love at first sight kind of thing. Um, so I didn't mind that at all. And I felt like it helped it helped set itself apart from just being a straight up aping of the Quicksilver mm. scenes from the X-Men movies, mm. in my personal opinion. Um, yeah, it makes more sense when you explain it like that. My That's what I need. I think Zack Snyder just needs to take me on the road with these movies and be like, all right, if everybody would just listen to Q, he's going to really quick explain <laughs> what I was trying to do. What's, and what's then happen- everybody at the end is like, oh, oh, it's a better movie. All right, Q's right. Here's, you know what? Snyder, Snyder cut Q cut. Here's what we need. It's the Snyder cut, but it's like pop-up video. There's a little I just pop-up pop up. that comes up and you're like, okay, what okay, guys, what he's trying to do in this scene. Notice, I, if you will, the cumentary. It's a cumentary. Can I, we do that? Can we literally have a pop-up of just you doing explaining <laughs> movies and call it cumentaries? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay, great. I so that's what we're gonna do. Huzzah. I don't. I don't think hashtags use that. You can't. That, I hate, you can't. You can't. You can't. So, but but this helps. Like this that. helps to like understand yeah, I, what it is. Oh, I get it. I'm just saying, like for the whatever. But yes, I, I, would I, love that. I. Speaking of uh, improvements, Barry Allen, and especially, I think the person probably best served by the Snyder cut. Uh, on screen, maybe not behind the camera, was Ray Fisher. And oh, yeah. um, I, you and I talked about how like the cyborg character is such an interesting 
in theory characters like this human who is brought back from death and has an alien computer mind that is living inside his own mind is such an interesting thing. And they explore it. That they made him this so much justice. So he much. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, they did that him so was, much justice league league. I was so happy by those expansions and those developments like him and Barry Allen, I thought got a big thumbs up, uh, push mm-hmm. up in this, in this movie for now, me. Now I know Ray Fisher was mistreated by Joss Whedon on the set. Nobody's arguing that, but yeah. here's the deal. I would have also been fucking pissed if the movie yeah. I signed up for was Snyder verse justice league. And, and what, what the movie I ended up be starring in was the we- justice weed. I would have been fucking furious Two totally tonally different journeys and arcs for my character, but also some of the scenes that were in there, like him, the scenes of him being whole and human again inside of his mind when he's like exploring things, Mm -hmm. that shit's fucking awesome. Like what a great way to like really tie it all together and and show like Mm -hmm. inside his mind palace, if you will. Yeah. Of like how his character was. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you guys this. I'm going to, I'm going to put a lot of praise on this movie, but there is one thing that I did not like. And I will, I think, unfortunately it is the thing that most people liked. And here is where I diverge. This movie should have ended at after the the battle with Steppenwolf and Darkseid. The end. I did not enjoy the Lord of the Rings esque multiple endings that were tacked on. I do. Same. I know people love the setup, but I would rather not see it. If I'm being totally honest, okay, because. It puts okay. a button at the end of the movie where I'm like, cool, I can just be done. They saved the world. They learned to work together. Everybody's back functioning again. It's cool. Snyderverse out. You know what I mean? Like, that's a cool, complete story. But so, then for wait, that. Let, ta- which exact scenes? Oh, before we keep going, and for me and the listeners, I, the Martian Manhunter scene on the dock. Yes. But what other scenes are you involving in this? Because I agree I with you on the multiple endings. I um, don't like and the like, new nightmare sequence. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that, that stuff. Like, so th- for me, that was just kind of like, yeah. like, I, I get it. I I know I know what he was he wanted. What he wanted was I'm not going to get to make my sequels and I just want to show I want a cool button yeah. of like how cool would this have been, right? Like mm-hmm. fucking Batman and the Joker having to team up with each other. Fucking crazy, right? Yeah. Um I that also wouldn't have and that uh, that takes me into why I don't think this is technically the Snyder's Justice League cut that existed. That did that scene in particular did not exist. He yeah, decided he, to make this the movie. He's laid out what his trilogy would have been originally. Jared Leto's Joker was never a part of that. Yeah, mm. he has come out now saying, well, I thought it was important that like if I am done dabbling in D.C., it would have been weird for my Batman to have never like met the Experienced Joker. Experienced the Joker. Yeah. 
And that, like, I want to see them on screen together one time. Now, do I think he chose the right Joker? No, I'm still 1,000% <laughs> out on Jared Leto's Joker. I'm sorry. Like, he, they, they even, like, tried to fix it by, like, he doesn't have the like damage tattoos and he doesn't have the grill anymore and he doesn't have I thought it was better for sure at no, least i no i actually thought it was worse thought it looked stupid like why <laughs> why why does he suddenly have like a giant smeared lipstick face like why does he have lipstick in the fucking nightmare future like why where does that come from also like like who is Again. he still getting up every morning and he's like here again, this Batman. This, this is an exact example of the Snyder stuff. It's like, man, wouldn't it be cool to don't put it in your movie? It doesn't need yeah. to be there. But it'd be cool if no, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say so. So, but, so those endings, and I, I, I'm having I trouble remembering. I know that there were like three more. I didn't mind the Ray Fisher ending of him going back and like repairing the recorder and listening to his dad. I thought those kind of like those kind of beats were good. I mean, talk mm-hmm. about a, a divergence from that movie. His dad died in this movie, which is which thank God. I mean, I'm sorry in the first movie. It's but not, like, but it it was better. Oh, my God. Yes. It, thematically, it makes so much more sense. That his father like sacrificed himself, and that now incur- that like redeemed his dad in his eyes. But they had a strained relationship, and <sighs> God damn the it. only other the only other thing that bothered me, and I don't know if it's because I don't know. I like Jason Momoa. I still am not like a thousand percent sold on him being Aquaman. It still felt like kind of weird. The biggest weird scene was when he shows up out of the sewer tube at the end when they're or not in the end, but the like middle end yeah. when they're yeah. fighting Steppenwolf and he like comes out. And I was like, wait a minute. So am I to believe that he swam through all of the tubes? Of- There's a tube that connects to the ocean somewhere. Pipe sizes are going to differentiate, right? I can I can change I can uh, I can explain this one. Okay. He didn't oh, he didn't come in. He came in from Gotham Harbor. Because they're okay. like where are we? because Barry Allen goes, "What are we under right now?" and Bruce Wayne goes, "Gotham Harbor." And then the the side explodes. So he okay. comes in from the ocean to save them from Steppenwolf's like damage patrol that was going to bury them in water. Okay. That actually they're like, oh my makes- god, we're about to get killed by water. If there only there was someone that could sure. control water, and he's like, yeah. hey, my <laughs> man, yes. he Oof. is still for me the weakest part of the Justice League. I really enjoyed okay. Ezra Miller's Flash this go around. I mm-hmm. love uh, Gal Gadot's um, Wonder Woman. Don't we all? I, I Mia diverge from you in that I love Batfleck. Like I think oh, I grew to love Batfleck yeah. for okay. sure. In this film, I watched it. I was studying him this time. Yeah. The other times I was like, Ugh. because of, of Ben Affleck as a person and how I, whether or not I enjoy his other films. So I was not, sure. I was, I didn't give him permission to be a successful Batman and Bruce Wayne, which he is both. Yes. Well, I will say in my mind, the biggest plus in his corner is that like he is the closest we've gotten to like a Frank Miller, Dark Knight level Batman. 
just yeah. this like bruiser, like big, bulky, mean. badass, mean, yeah. angry, aggressive Batman. Um, but I will say that I watched Justice League, the uh, Justice Weed, right after I watched Snyderverse because I wanted Ooh. to like see the differences like mm. not literally in the same sitting because i didn't use half a day to do oh, this. Uh, i was about to say my goodness <laughs> i will say it is wild that the joss whedon version clocks in at a little under two hours <laughs> like yeah. it is it is this movie if so imagine trying to because for all intents and purposes when when you said, Jay, that there are moments that could be shaved, I totally agree. There are some yeah. scenes that are like drawn out unnecessarily long, which are mm -hmm. fine. Why are but we sitting on the side of the ocean listening to these women sing an old chant for 10 minutes? I actually I actually enjoyed that, but it would have been good if it was two minutes instead of 10 minutes. Agreed. I don't Correct. read all eight verses of that. Also, there Get Pippin is out of here singing this it, shit. It has been officially counted that there were 10 full minutes of this film that were in slow motion 10 minutes of this movie was slow motion that's a lot of slow motion i don't mind slow motion for punctuation there are six scenes of slow motion in ray fisher's football scene alone like it's slow motion and then it's back to normal motion and then it's slow motion again and then it's back to normal motion and then it's slow motion again and then he makes a touchdown and then it's slow motion again like that stuff I could do without, but I don't know how you get from this. I could see this being maybe a three hour and 30 minute movie, mm. 30 minutes cut. I don't know how you get from this movie telling this story being three and a half hours long at best to a under two hour movie and hope to retain any sort of sense. You don't yeah. what's going yeah. on. Like, that's the thing. It'd be that is what you just described would be if Infinity War and Endgame were the same movie. It's mm. it's not possible to do that big of a story at that scale. Right. It's just not. And so like what essentially what Zack Snyder was given the ability to do was do both parts and release it on HBO Max in and, and he did it in four parts or five or six or six, 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 six right? Six parts. Yeah. They're separated Which, into weird times too. Cause there's like a 38 minute segment and like a 42 minute segment. And like honestly, I'm okay segment. with that. I kind of felt, and I told Amanda this, like if they want to keep this length, I would actually have been, had been okay with it as six like a, pieces of a story like a and they could have been yeah. different links but like each one was contained in a way that like felt like a natural ending to that chapter or yeah. whatever i don't care how long it was but that would have worked really well and i think yeah. he was going i mean it felt like that's what happened it just wasn't you know stop edited that way um right. well but they yeah did. I, I like it did like pop up in the movie and it yeah. was like you know well i mean they wanted different two, and then they, in. they each had like titles yeah. and everything. I feel yeah. like I agree with you. I would have liked it if they just went full, like they didn't pull their punch on it. Let's just chop this thing up and make it a mini series. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, welcome to Zack Snyder's Justice League, the mini series. Yeah. Why not? Superb, actually. Why not? Because then you like you have a Ray, like a, 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 a an episode 
that sets up like the Ray Fisher and Barry Allen stuff. And then you have mm-hmm. episodes that like they don't have to be doesn't have to be re-edited. I may have to be, but still, I think it's a, a good idea. I don't yeah. know, but I dug it. Like most of the stuff I dug every, every, it, there were just some Snyderisms that were like, man, wouldn't it be cool if be cool if you edited this down. So let's <laughs> talk scenes that were existing in the Whedon cut that were Snyder film stuff that changed one of the biggest and most glaring uh, Haley and I went and saw the Whedon justice league at the drive-in opening weekend when it came out and the scene where they introduced wonder woman and she foils a bank thing. Mm-hmm. They're not as clear in the Whedon version. I like face palmed and told Haley, I was like, holy shit, Joss Whedon turned this into a Marvel movie. Like he, mm. they made it super like silly feeling. And mm-hmm. he, she was just like making work of these, like, uh, terrorists, I guess. Yeah. And they're just like, so stupid. And she's just like, boop, 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 boop. like there was yep. no, it was played for, it felt like a scene out of wonder woman, 1984 more Ooh. than it did out of a movie that, should yes. have been tied to yes. the Snyder uh, Snyderverse, but the reek with simple recutting, musical score change, recolor timed, and adding in a few extra moments and beats into that scene changed the tone to something that felt like the Joker bank heist scene from The Dark Knight. Like it was wow. suddenly way more intense, way more brutal. And way like it felt more appropriate for Wonder Woman. I kept making a a face like that for those listening. It is a oh my god face because <laughs> that, that, that she's like <laughs> while they're shooting, and I'm like <laughs> just that was me. The but whole it time. felt well, like, it, that's it exactly. It felt tense. Whereas yeah. in yeah. the Whedon cut, it felt like she was just like, I'm here on a Tuesday. <laughs> it was bank robbery. And and I know there was a difference in like the editing and the time, like you said, Q, the timing. And it may, it was another instance of slow-mo versus whatever the fuck Whedon was doing, but it worked so much better in the way that it was presented this time around. Because to mm-hmm. your point, like the last one, when she's like, playing beat saber with uh you know, with like the like bullets so it's like more what? sexualized as yeah. well okay say it, w- I, it was more sexualized in in the whedon one oh yeah totally it was agreed. more for sure I, and then in this one i'm and like we're talking what's even crazier about that is we're talking about the dude who made sucker punch <laughs> like, yes yeah. talk about sexualizing yeah. people like well the fact that he and people can argue yeah. it all they want. I feel like he sexualized dudes more in 300 than he ever has Wonder Woman in yes. the D- in a DC movie. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, I remember Q and I'm going to I'll segue into one of the scenes and the moments that I noticed a huge change on was I remember when you and I Q first talked about Justice League and how much we hated it. And guys, go back into our archive. There is a spoiled rotten where Q walks me through the terror that is jo- the Justice Weed. Um, but we had a long conversation about like why in this movie, why did Zack Snyder sexualize the the uh, Themyscirians? 
like the the Amazonians so much. And in this version, that wasn't like the them, the the scene on Themyscira was so much better, dude. This time around, it was it almost established for me that's like, all right, well, I already like this a thousand times better than what I got sure. before. So great. I'm in for whatever you got because that one scene that I guess the introduction here to, uh, to Steppenwolf so much better done. Holy shit, guys, this scene is the most changed in watching the, the Whedon cut directly mm. after the Snyder cut guys. The entire Themyscira battle is different. Yeah. In in Snyder versus the fact that these Amazonian warriors sacrifice themselves by trying to entomb themselves with yeah. Steppenwolf and his bad dudes to save the world. That entire scene is cut. Like it goes from him coming down in the boom tube them to get the box that's what that's what it's called uh him coming down in the boom tube to get the mother box and they like, do the scene oh, of no, them breaking the stuff no no they don't in the joss whedon justice league it cuts to them being outside and the battle happens outside the horse fall, fall uh, flips over a woman right. end of scene the whole scene is maybe like four minutes long Maybe really, I could have sworn I had a memory Dude. of them breaking the, the nope. things in the in nope. the original version. Well, nope. I knew the whole thing like crashing off the side of the mountain. No, nope. like, all new, all new. That yeah. was all new. Yeah. yeah, all of that shit new. The whole I even like rewound it to be like, wait a minute, did they like cut the whole like them sacrificing themselves scene? Yes, it literally cuts to like him escaping like two minutes later. He breaks and out of the wall. He just jumps yeah. out of the wall. Yeah, that's it. It's that like feels it's so incomplete now that you're dude, saying that. It, it oh, my was, God. It was wild. I was like, wow, they, he really like Whedon really did the the Amazonians dirty. Like he, 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 he did made them, them so bad. He, he made them seem so weak, like compared to Steppenwolf. But in in Snyderverse cut, you get like they feel like powerful warrior women like they're doing like fucking badass shit like yeah. running from him and fucking flipping off onto different horses and like killing themselves to like save Winding the world. Like, their arrows <sighs> Haley was like holy shit this is fucking awesome she was like I wanted their armor this time like I yeah. wanted it in in Wonder Woman but like the different uh, even the outfit changes mind you yeah. there's one scene where where one of the chicks she's wearing like armor plate crop top and then like armor plate skirt and i was like i want that and it they were it wasn't even trying to be sexy but the fact that they felt more powerful was sexy to me yeah. watching it and i was like i want i want all of these things yeah. the yeah. closest thing that they reminded me to now like the amazonians was the uh the dura milage from um black, black panther. panther like yep. they felt they felt way more yep like yeah. like the female warrior bodyguards yeah. this like, go around than they did in in Joss Whedon's Snyderverse. But that is actually a perfect segue into another major change, which is Steppenwolf himself. Not only does he visually look completely different, but he actually has a story arc this time around. Yeah. Like he he's actually, got motivation. 
as opposed to just I'm a conqueror. Because in the first one, well, need we remind everybody, you never see Darkseid. Like Dark Darkseid doesn't like he's talked about, and that's mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I will say, but it does tie to one of the biggest problems that I had with this movie, and that is there is a story beat that doesn't make sense, and with a small tweak, it would have made so much more sense. And that is well, they flip give. they yeah, they do a flashback in the Snyder cut to the bat the uh, first battle when dark side invaded and the humans and the atlanteans and the themiscarans all the amazonians they all teamed up and basically like fought him back axed dark side in the neck dark side flew back then he was on he was on earth right like first off that like sets up dark side as a much like weaker character mm-hmm. but then the fact that they're looking for the um um it's not antimatter uh, is it no the anti-life equation life matter yeah the anti-life equation so the fact that they're looking for the anti-life equation and he already knew that the anti-life equation was on earth because that's what he was conquering earth for yeah then there's a scene where steppenwolf and him are talking and he's like you know they're like master i have found the anti-life equation it's on earth and he was like it is <laughs> and they're like <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't you remember when you tried to fucking all they needed to do all they needed to do to make more sense and it would have tied more into steppenwolf story don't make that dark side that's defeated at the beginning. Make it Steppenwolf make it. and make that what Steppenwolf is trying to redeem himself for. The fact yeah. that he failed in battle the first time and mm-hmm. it make it would make sense why dark side doesn't know that the anti-life equation is on yeah. earth. Have him fail and that's why he's back on earth again to conquer it again yeah. and they're like you're a piece of shit and you can't come home until you fucking do what you fucked up the first time. Right. But instead, for some reason, they made it like some other failure that you never know right. what he did. And I was like, man, that seems like such a small like story. I agree. Yeah. Like, I why? a thousand percent agree. Like, I, but I will say talking about Steppenwolf to give him but uh, to give uh, my compliments to that character. I agree with you, Q. He couldn't they couldn't have done more of a 180 on what I was so disgusted with in the first movie to what they gave us here. The armor looked better. The C like Ooh, the CGI yeah, on yes. his face looked better. The performance. I mean, well, totally the, the guy do. Too. Yeah. The guy doing the voice is like such a good voice actor. He's such a good performer and to have nothing to do in that first version to this actually having some semblance of, I get why he's doing this. He is very, very, very dedicated to something that I now understand. And Mm. why, to to your point before, is like, why? How He knew the boxes were here the whole time. Why has it been like (laughs) 10,000 years and whatnot? I I just, yeah, that all made so much sense. And holy crap, his death. Holy crap, his death. Maybe the coolest Superman murder that I've ever seen in my life and then to have Wonder Woman just straight up chop his head off as he goes yep. through the portal. And his and head then, like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. and then gets stepped, on. stepped on it. Yes. I was like, dude, <sighs> nailed that it. Was, that was so badass. Um, 
Superman oh. is better in this movie. Black suit Superman. Wait, but before we get into Superman, because I want to talk about that, I will say another change in the the Steppenwolf story that I could not have been happier about was I fucking understood where he was and what he was trying to do. It was just like in the first movie, it's like, oh, you're in just some Latvian country and you're killing one family for a reason and everything else. Like, it's like, oh, no, no, you're in Chernobyl because no one's there and you've created a gigantic atomic powered, like, cell. Alien dome. Yeah. Cool. I get Uh, it. Like, I get it. This is perfect. I see why you're here and now why the battle is happening. And also this weird Latvian family isn't just like, oh, no, our rice. Right. So weird. So weird. But once again, that felt very um that felt very Age of Ultron. Like yeah, it did. It was weed. You know what I mean? It was very weedy. Like, super goofy and silly and weird. I will say one scene that was missing that I thought was odd because I thought it was a good scene and probably because it was shot by Whedon and, you know, Snyder vowed not one frame shot by Whedon will be in this fucking movie. Um, but I really enjoyed one of the scenes I missed is there's a conversation that happens between Bruce and Barry at the first encounter with Steppenwolf where, where Batman tells Barry, cause Barry's like super freaked out about mm. like fighting. And he says, just save one person. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's all you have to do essentially. And that moment is such a good, because in the comics, you know, well, and not so much in the comics, but in, in this world that they kind of set up is Bruce has kind of this mentory type role yeah. to the Flash. And that felt more humanized. I will say this Batman felt more uh, disconnected from the rest of the Justice League. In uh, not a, necessarily in a bad way, but in I want to talk like about a, that. Like he's an outsider amongst all of these like super powered people. I, I want to talk about that for just a second because I have thoughts on that. And it's one thing that I truly enjoyed about this movie because, and Q, I, this is again going to relate to a conversation that we had about the, the justice weed was it felt like Ben Affleck did not want to be there. Oh, you yes. were even saying, like, there's one scene where he's talking to Wonder Woman and he's like, you can even see it. It almost feels like he's quitting on set. And in this movie, it actually makes sense why Ben Affleck was acting like that, because essentially what Batman v Superman establishes is Batman's realization that his type of superheroing has no place in a world where he has where he can't compete at that level where superheroes actually exist. Yeah. So his plan is to retire by bringing Superman back and getting all of these people together so he can step away. Like that is his plan in this movie. And they make that way more clear. So all of his scenes of him basically trying to push Barry or push Wonder Woman into a leadership role make a lot of sense because in his head he's like I'm out after this unless Martian Manhunter brings me back in and I keep having nightmares with a K you know like whatever but that's like his plan in this movie which gives him that motivation and an arc and 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 all of that so like I really 
did like that he was sort of acting that way and like trying to mentor these people in. But I couldn't agree more as that was a glaring thing for me. I was like, wait, where's the I've never been in a fight before conversation. Yeah. I love that conversation. Yeah. And, I, but I um, will, go ahead. I, I agree with what you're saying, but I saw it differently in hmm? in my mind. It was uh, it made him more human to me, which mm. is a weird way of saying that. But just the realization, it felt more like I am Batman. If I yeah. saw all of these people and they were teaming up with me to save the world, I would feel exactly like this guy is feeling. I would feel like sure. I'm so fucking human right now. I, yeah, I am. All I have is money and like intelligence and a really great butler. Like, that's all I have. I don't have. I thought, I thought I really thought you're going to be like, and a, a really, really great, great body. <laughs> and a really it great pretty butt. Good, but no. <laughs> yes, that's Gotham's ass. I will. I will say this is the most attractive he's ever looked to me. Yeah, it is. He's fucking lifting tires like nobody's business. <laughs> I do have to say. Uh, one, that was one glaring Crossfire. thing about a um about one of the re or the post actual filming film scenes, one of the pickup scenes mm. uh, of him and Martian Manhunter, who was supposed to be Green Lantern. By the way, it was not supposed to be Martian Manhunter in that scene. Uh, just so everybody well, understands, Martian Manhunter was supposed to only appear in the scene when he like walked away from having the conversation with Lois. Mm. as Martha Kent and then like revealed that he's Martian Manhunter. And it's actually been actor Harry Lennox the whole time throughout all of the movies um, because he's been in all the movies. Um, yeah. I will say though that originally it was supposed to be John Stewart Green Lantern. So it was supposed to be black Green Lantern um, and totally agreed. And um, I will well, say, well, they kind of set that up earlier when the Green Lantern died in that first battle, and his ring goes zoop. And I was, I was so yep. excited when I saw that. I was like, so that Warner Brothers, and and this is actually pretty widely talked about now. Warner Brothers came back during the reshoots. Zack Snyder said, "I'm filming. I'm going to do uh, uh, John Stewart Green Lantern." And Warner was like, "No," and they were like, "Well, yeah, like I want." That's how I'm going to end it. And they're like, no, we're doing a Green Lantern series on HBO Max. You can't do it. We don't want it tied to any of the existing stuff. And he was like, and it's he came out now after it's been released and said he almost walked away from releasing the entire thing over that fact because he's like, no, this wow. is how I want to end it. This is what I have like wanted to do. I always wanted to introduce Green Lantern. That's my play. You don't have to tie to it. Just don't tie to it. Say that this is like the Snyderverse and it exists in a bubble and whatever, like you're doing already. And they were like, no. And so he ended up swapping it out with another Martian Manhunter reveal, which I was like, which felt odd because it felt like this. I would have scrapped the scene altogether if I'm being totally honest, yep. like. Because it felt like, well, we've already seen Martian Manhunter, so this isn't really a reveal. Like, we already know that he exists. Now he's just talking to Batman, and he's like, some people call me Martian Manhunter. And that, in itself, doesn't make sense. Who are these people that call you yeah. Martian Manhunter? You're yeah. a secret. No one knows you exist. <laughs> so who, so who is like... telling me this? You? 
Did you Do come you up with your own nickname? Marshall you know Man what? Hunter? I don't think you're that cool. Get out of here, Marshall as Man somebody, Hunter, if as that somebody is who, your real name. Who tried to nickname themselves Q-Ball for many years. You can't give yourself your own nickname. It just doesn't work like that. Um, <laughs> no one accepts it. So that that was that was weird. And I wish, now that I know that, I wish that A, that scene had been cut. But B, if it hadn't, I wish I got to see john yeah. stewart green lantern come God, down and yes. have that conversation that would have been cool Main. that would have been fucking awesome that would have been really cool and you know what it could have again it could it could have would have showed all that like would have been cool but like if it had been someone like a if we had seen that character in a previous movie doing something heroic mm-hmm. and then have him show back up and be like oh there's a connection at some point after that war and that Green Lantern goes zoop off, this guy who helped, you know, saved somebody's life during the chaos at the end of Man of Steel has now been, it's like, oh, that must be a cool story. Like, that would have been neat. I would have been all over that. Well, um, it also introduced a new problem to me, which is Martian Manhunter. You're kind of a dickhead. How come you didn't help out? You've been around this whole time. You didn't help out yeah. when the world you was about powers? to end. Where the fuck have you been? You're like, oh, I've been like hiding I, for years. I, well, why? You knew what was going on. Come the fucking help us, man. Yeah, you're an asshole. What? Why? Why didn't you help us after they introduced him? It's like I, I, I did help. I, I tricked Lois Lane for my YouTube it, channel. Well, that was the thing too. I have. I will say. What was the point of that conversation? Why did he have to be Martha Kent? To be fair, that seemed like a very natural Martha Kent conversation with Lois anyway. It could have ended as she left the table and I'd been like, yep. Yeah, it seemed like something they would talk about. And it's like he gave her advice that never like it's like Chekhov's gun. Like he's they set up something that never paid off. Like she never did anything with that advice. It was just like Lois. No, 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 no. She did. She did. What she, did she do? She got she, back she involved. Back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, had he not <laughs> had he not come talk to her, she'd have just kept sitting in her jammies watching Gilmore right. Girl reruns, eating ice cream, not saving Batman. And, and <laughs> Martian right. Manhunter knew that, and he was That's like, "Why he comes what? to Batman at the end? He's like, I did help you, asshole." Lois would have never come to talk to you. Did you not I, watch like, my... manipulated her into doing it for some reason? Did you no. not watch my street magic YouTube channel that I do where I trick people into believing I'm David Blaine? And I just do magic on the street corner. Like, look, I'm levitating. People are like, oh, shit. Like, that's what you've been doing, Martian Manhunter. You've been David Blaine this whole right. time. Thank, thank you. I Thanks. <laughs> um, so that was weird. And. I mean, we're kind of approaching the end of it, I guess. But one of the things, let's talk about that nightmare sequence at the very end that used to tack everything together. Um, I there were there were things there were aspects about that scene Mm -hmm. that I like. One is I really wish I I wish we would have gotten to see a Joe Manganiello Deathstroke movie. His this outed him a lot better. Was so golden. I was like, I, why weren't you in more of them? I don't know how they would have incorporated him in more of the movie, but why did we get more and, of him in and the movie? The hair, so much better hair. Oh, he looks yes. he looks so much cooler. Yes. Uh, I did like that. 
uh like i said i'm still out on on the joker although snyder recently released a scene like yesterday via tweet that was um in the trailer for the for the snyder cut there's they showed a a clip of that scene with the Joker, and in it he says, "Bruce, we live in a society." Uh, where, yeah, blah, 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 blah. name that culture. That wasn't in the movie. That wasn't in the movie. Yeah. Well, he released that whole improv scene. And that was an improv scene. Yeah, uh, oh. Jared Leto improved the "We live in a society where rules don't exist anymore" or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the scene carries on, and the scene actually plays better. Because, you know, Bruce does his whole when Harley died in my arms, I pro- she made me promise that I would kill you. And I'll tell you, I will fucking kill you. I was OK with that. But then then he says uh, the Jared Leto says a line which I really liked. Which was, you know, his weird little in his weird Joker voice, which I don't even know how to do, but I'm going to do my best like mental approximation of it he was like um you know we have to ask ourselves a question which one screamed louder do you think the boy or the girl and then he does his <laughs> whatever is like weird <laughs> inverted good, yeah. um weird cackle but i really enjoyed that line of which one because you know in the movie in the cut that we get it joker gets all like butthurt about it you yeah. know, Batman being like, I fucking Harley died. She bled out my arms. And Joker's like, I love Harley, um, which was weird. Yeah. But I liked the idea of him, like, flipping it back on Batman and being like, which one do you think screamed louder, the boy or the girl? And I was like, "Ooh, that's even, that's like kind of kind of fucked I up. Killed, I like it. I you killed my sidekick. I killed your sidekick. <laughs> right. Which one do you think cried more? Um, God. So like that scene, I was kind of more in that version, but it it just felt it felt weird. Like out of all the people who would survive the nightmare, why would it be the Joker? And why would Batman have continued to bring him along? Like he had like there's n- in no way yeah. is he trained to exist like so, cyborg i understand he's a robot so he can survive flash i can understand he's super fucking fast so maybe he can you know outrun danger deathstroke he's like a highly trained like assassin so of course he can survive batman sure he's batman but the joker like why would the joker be of any asset to the team <laughs> you know what i mean like how he's uh he's expendable he's like here you run in with the bomb strap to you <laughs> Go. Right, if I he's guess. the one who w- wouldn't give a you shit are the suicide what? squad now <laughs> you're all that's left uh but okay i q did you read any about like his plan with like those nightmare memory not memories but those nightmare dreams and what he wanted to do with future sequels and stuff no a little bit that so they were gonna he was gonna solve the the uh, anti-life equation superman would become evil mm. and essentially like throw the world into chaos and batman would have to like well survive right as i've as i've read essentially 
Lois Lane dies. At some point sure. in this nightmare future, Lois Lane dies. And because of that, Superman joins Team Darkseid. And because Superman joins Team Darkseid, it creates this nightmare future. And so yeah. as I've as I read and understand, and I'm sure Twitter, tw uh, Twitter will correct me, but each of the nightmare visions are a different possible future. So each time he does something, he corrects whatever nightmare oh. it was from the previous movie. So in the first movie where Flash like comes back through time and he's like, Lois is the key. You have to save Lois. And he like zips back through. That is the crux. And so then the nightmare is him, you know, like going into that bunker and then, you know, getting captured by himself and then, you know, sure. Superman and all that. Then he corrects that mistake and then they defeat Steppenwolf. But uh-oh, that future of Darkseid coming to Earth and all that still going to happen. But now it's different. And now Slade Wilson has a mohawk and he has to team up with Joker because of some weird unknown reason. And then in the next right. movie... He would fix that and he would have a different nightmare until he figured out what keeps killing Lois and he figures out how to save her. So like that was, I think, the progression. So each nightmare was going to be wildly different for the future that he ultimately caused somehow sure. in the last movie. Can I can I just say how frustrating that is? That is my least favorite part. That she has to die. She's so useless. <laughs> That's why she She's has so to die. Uh. But anyway, like, again, it's one of those that, like, at the end, and once I see all of it, that'll make a lot of sense. <laughs> but in the moments of, like, why are we tacking on this 10-minute, wouldn't it be cool scene right now if that's never going to happen? Sure. Uh, no, I, I and that, and I guess that was part of my frustration is, like, you know, his argument is, well, at least you get this, like you get this little taste and it's like, yeah. but I don't care. Like it would have, I don't want a taste of something that I can't have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's be like, here, try this chocolate. It's the best in the world. And then I try is it. And there I'm like, anymore? Oh my God, like, where can I buy this? And they're like, no, that was like, it. That was like, it. You ever, you can't ever taste that again. And I'm like, well, what? And then I kind of wish I hadn't, I wish you just had thrown that away. <laughs> because now Which i know it exists and everything else is that. gonna fucking like suck like what the heck? why would you do that to me and they're like well aren't you glad that you at least tasted it at all and i'm like no this isn't love like i don't want to <laughs> fucking that's not how this works it's like it's better to have loved than to not love at all i guess no this is we're talking it's, about it's never it's never better to leto than to never leto at all <laughs> right it's always never leto um no, but that's it, man. So ultimately, let's all give a, a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Or you know what? On our high fives, let's all show a high five and let's rate it from one to five. So if you had to rate the Snyder cut, five being the best movie and one being just like less than Justice Weed, what would you say? Jay, you've got three and a half alternating I, between three and a half and a four. I'm in a good mood. I'll go four. All right. I will also go four. High four. four. High four. Uh, we did oh, it. All right. So, yeah, I would say it's a four. It's pretty damn close to being like really, really yeah. good um, with a few I... trims 
and the removal of the unnecessary extra nightmare scene and Martian Manhunter scene, I think it would be just like chef's kiss. Like, I think it would yeah. be a really great end to the trilogy. Yep. Um, yeah. Now I will, uh, I will say that, uh, I think one of the most appropriate things we can do then since this was technically a trilogy is we can kind of rank these. Yeah. Uh, well, three Snyder films, if you will. So I guess the, the main question then that I have, because obviously I think my rankings would be obvious given the conversation we have, but I watched Batman V Superman theatrical cut. Sure. And so if, it sounds like the ultimate cut makes that much more sense that I might rank that above man of steel, but as it stands for me, man of steel would be two. Okay. So, so you have justice league Snyder cut one man of steel two, BVS three. Yeah. Theatrical cut three. Okay. Uh, Mia. Mine would be uh, Man of Steel 1, Snyder Cut 2, and BBS 3. Okay. And I think mine would be Snyder Cut 1, uh, BBS Ultimate Edition 2, and then Man of Steel 3. Okay. okay. So essentially his trilogy in reverse. <laughs> he, in, he ended with his best film and began with his worst. Worst film. And... And ultimately, if I feel like if I saw the ultimate cut and had the same, you know, narrative experience that you did, I'd probably match that ranking. Um, but man, all I've got to go on is what they released. Is what and we got. It was pretty, hey, it was pretty meh. And that, that, uh, that leads us to a question. Uh, yeah. As with the Snyder cut, once the fandom found out it existed, hashtag release the Snyder cut became a phenomenon, like a cultural phenomenon. So much so that Warner brothers for the first time in history actually listened to fans and was like, all right, let's do it. Let's pay up 70 million bucks. It'll bring a lot of subscribers, hopefully to HBO max. Let's do it. Now, since the release of Snyder cut, the fact that everyone has enjoyed it so much, there has been a call for hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Mm-hmm. Big time. My question is this. Do either of you wish to see the Snyderverse restored? Or are you happy to just be done with the Snyderverse as it exists currently? Would I still get the, the solo Flash movie that they're working uh, on right now? Yeah, you'll get you'll get that either way. Okay. Okay. Well, that okay. Um, I mean, if the, if they stopped, I'd be okay with it. Like, I think what sure. that we we got is good in those three, and that's a good trilogy. And you know, a lot of directors could ask for a lot less. Um, I will say that if they decide to restore the Snyderverse, I want it in a miniseries. Oh, I don't want I don't want more movies. I want them to give Snyder like seventy million dollars for eight episodes of like dark heroes or whatever. And he just like lives his Snyder verse in a whole bunch of episodes and an interconnected miniseries for like two or three years. That's how sure. I want it to come back. If it does, other than that, I'm pretty happy with what we got. 
Mia? My concern is those final scenes. Yep. Would would they be redone to where he really, really... Because I feel like there are just pieces of things he really wanted in those final scenes. Not the full product of what he really wanted. I mean, especially when it came to sure. the Martian Manhunter and stuff like that. Um, Which he filmed in his backyard. That's hilarious. And... He fucking filmed that scene in his backyard. Mm. Ugh. Um, I, I, I mostly agree with Joey. Like I'm good here, but, uh, I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't be against more. I wouldn't be, especially yeah. look, no. I know not a lot of people like Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, but ironically enough, he was one of the things I was actually super excited about. Sure. He, he was good in this. I was fine with I, him in the way that he was portrayed this, this time around. I, I will like say he, that unequivocally i 100 percent agree with you jay on the fact that if they do continue it mm -hmm. i want to see it as a mini series mm -hmm. and i don't want to see any more snyder solo movies i want to see the mm -hmm. continuation of his justice league trilogy mm -hmm. that's all i'm interested in like Once get me to the dark side defeat yep Get After me from that, where we are now to where Darkseid is defeated. After that, I'm good. I'm done. I don't want to see him do an interpretation of Aquaman or another interpretation. I don't mm -hmm. care about anything else. If the if the Snyder verse we're talking about is solely the completion of his trilogy of Justice League films, then I say 1000%. Yeah. Hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Honestly, if there was an announcement that's like, all right, for the next two years, we're going to make 20 episodes of Justice League colon the rise of Darkseid. I'd be like, yeah, all right. And he's like, like cool. we're going to pick up from where we, with, with the destruction of Steppenwolf to where yeah. Darkseid comes to reclaim the anti-life equation. Yep. I want, give me two miniseries. Yeah. Take Justice League 2, Justice League 3 into two separate miniseries, two seasons, if you will, and mm -hmm. then I'm out. Snyder series. Snyder series. Hashtag <laughs> Snyder series. Uh, all right, kids. Well, that's it. This is, I love uh, it. has been a great episode. For those who have enjoyed this talk on Justice League, uh, as Jay mentioned previously in the episode, please go back into the High Five archives and check out uh, Spoiled Rotten Justice League episode. It's very funny. Uh, it is a, it is, we did not like it. Just definitively, <laughs> I did not like it. And I was telling Jay all about it. And if you want to hear that, it's really, really funny. Uh, outside of that, go check out our DC Fandom episode that we did uh, with a Project Nerd Personalities. You'll get a little pre-Snyderverse discussion, a little bit of our hopes and dreams, Ooh. and then you can listen to this episode. That is our trilogy. Our High Five Snyderverse trilogy goes Spoiled Rotten Justice League, followed by DC Fandom, followed by this episode that you're listening to right now. And that completes our arc, unless they hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Uh, also, don't forget, please go check out project-nerd.com, the one-stop shop for all of the amazing things in nerd culture. Go check out the Project Nerd uh, podcast uh, network. You've got tw up to 12 different shows going on right now. Uh, if you have a nerddom or a fandom 
We have a podcast about it, I'm sure. Uh, and then lastly, go check out the YouTube.com uh, slash project hyphen nerd. We have amazing video offerings to share with you, more movie-based podcasts. You'll find video versions of our existing podcasts. You'll find some game shows, all sorts of good stuff. Get out of here. Go do those things. Oh, lastly, we still have a Patreon. Give us money, man. Like, come on now. Give <laughs> we us We got some special episodes coming. Money. We do. Give it specials. High five the podcast on patreon.com. And until then, we'll see you later. Bye, five. We have reached the end of another High Five the Podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. <sighs> Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast on twitter at high the number five the podcast instagram at high five the podcast or on letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast don't forget to subscribe on itunes stitcher google play or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love what's the worst that could happen Selective fatigue syndrome? Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.